This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Go to Google profitability-movement to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. Last time we started talking about first impressions being critical. If you make a good one, it's the first step in building trust with your company. If you make your first impression horrible, you've lost that customer. So last time we talked about the steps to make a great first impression when the customer calls in. Today, we're gonna to talk about making a great first impression when you go to the customer's home. My guest, Stephen Dale, will give you the steps in this two-part series. Stephen has more than 15 years in the field and he's now the director of training for Power Selling Pros. Stephen, welcome back to Contractor Sense. Thank you so much, Ruth. It is always awesome to be on here. And uh, everyone that's listening to Contractor Sense, is this not amazing or what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, last time we talked about a customer calling in. So now the customer has accepted you um, and feels hopefully feels really good about a technician coming to her home, all right? Yeah. And we assume that the, the CSR has done a phenomenal job of making the customer feel comfortable. And she's created a very smooth transition for the tech. And I know you've seen situations where the customer was not taken care of well on the phone and the mm -hmm. tech has to overcome stuff. That's the best mm -hmm. way I can put it. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and by all means, I think the CSR and dispatcher, they they do play a really vital part of setting that technician up for success, uh, building the value of who's coming to that home. You know, these guys are amazing. They're amazing professionals. They're going to show up. They're going to look at the scope of the work, give you options. Um, oh, my goodness. You know, they're like superheroes. You know, um, should he leave the, his cape in the van or do you want him to wear the cape to the door? It's up to you. Um, so, but I think you cannot um, deny the fact that the first impression, especially for a technician in today's world where there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of health and safety concerns people have, how important is that first impression of you showing up on that doorstep, knocking on that door? Uh, what do you think, Ruth? How important? I think it's critical because if you not if the customer's not comfortable with you coming into their home, you're not dressed appropriately, and in this day and age, have your mask on, um, mm. they're not going to be trustworthy. And probably whatever you say, they're going to say no to, whether they need it or not, and they're going to find somebody else. So I, I happen to agree 100%, which is it all starts at the beginning of the call, right? It's at the opening of the call. It's not just waiting to the very end to deliver your options and give them a price. To me, it starts at the very beginning. That's where the impression can start. And, it, and, and you're right. You're setting the stage for success. If you miss this part at the beginning, the rest of the call, you're going to be backpedaling because you didn't do the due diligence of taking care of that customer up front. Uh, first of all, I, I would say, what is the impression you're giving to that homeowner? Uh, are you just a tech or are you truly a service professional? You know, is your vehicle clean, your van clean? Is it dirty? Is it messy? Is there paper all over the, you know, 
the front seats or you open your door and you got a spit can or a Red Bull pulling out, coming out. Um, Cause I've had customers follow me back to the van when I had to get a part. I always wanted to make sure mine was super clean and organized because they were judging the level of work I did based off of how my van worked. Oh, looked right. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, again, do you look different from every other technician? Do you look like a professional? Is your uniform clean? Is it tucked in? You got a belt, clean pants. You don't have mastic everywhere. Are you wearing a clean hat? I tell guys, look, you need to have an A hat and a B hat. Your A hat's when you greet the customer. Your B hat's when you're crawling under an at you're in an attic or a crawl space. You're all dirty. But you need to put an impression on. And so to me, it, 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 it's fresh breath. It's cleanly shaven. Um, yeah, it, it really is. Because if a customer is not comfortable with you walking in her home, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get very far, you know? And I think quite frankly, you know, as we get more and more women in this industry and customers get over the shock of a woman being at the front door, um, they don't want the guys back. That's what I'm finding. There is a shout out right now for everyone that is of the female persuasion. We want you in this industry. We need you in this industry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I love having female um, technicians, comfort advisors. I think homeowners do accept them and they feel very comfortable. You get a burly guy at the door, he's six foot five, you know, maybe he's sleeved out or something. Probably the nicest guy is a teddy bear, right? Yeah, but teddy bear, sorry. Um, <laughs> but the perception is you got this homeowner that, could be someone of the female persuasion and it's a little intimidating. Yeah. No, very not a little. It's okay. very. All right. Yeah. You're a guy. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And so if you're not going to show up and smile and look like the professional, then you've lost some points. And and especially I'll tell you this: if you show up at my house today and you smell like a marble factory because you can't stop smoking. When you get to my door, my wife's going to say, sorry, not in my house. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's a contractor who shall remain named. Well, actually, they were in Atlanta, so I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> limiting the, uh, the field. But his <laughs> rule was no smoking in his trucks. Everybody signed off on it. He was driving along 285 one day and found one of his techs smoking in his trucks. Fired him. Yeah. On the spot. It, it, those old habits have to go away. I don't know if you got to get in, you know, nicotine patch or start vaping, but homeowners are very cautious. They're very concerned about the air they breathe, which means if you smell like a marble factory, I don't want you in my house. Yeah. Think about it this way. You know, you go to the doctor and you're overweight mm -hmm. and the doctor says you have to lose 10 or 15 pounds, whatever it is. Yeah. And the doctor's, you know, 260 pounds and, you know, looks like a, <laughs> You know, big fat guy. You gonna listen to the doctor? <laughs> no. There's a real disconnect, and now I don't trust him. Why would I trust the doctor to tell me to lose weight if he or she can't? Uh. Yeah, exactly that. And it's the same thing here. If 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 he smells like a marble factory, the trust is gone. Yeah. 
you know, I, I, the analogy is really, really cool. So, all right, we need to take a break. So Stephen, give everybody the website, please. Uh, www.powersellingpros.com. Thank you. And we will be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Were you thrown into management? You know, you're doing your day-to-day -day job and you crave more. You want to become a manager or even own your own business. All of a sudden you're thrown into management and whoa, not what you expected. Where's your lifeline? You're now responsible for making sure others get their work done, dealing with customer complaints, budgets, keeping your boss happy and getting stressed out trying to do it all. You long for the days when all you had to do was your job. You get frustrated because people just don't follow the rules like you did. How do you make them comply? And what if they quit? You know how to do the work, but do you know how to manage the work? Where do you get the skills you need to be a great manager, to run a profitable department, to actually enjoy work again? My seven-month online coaching program, Leadership Skills for Smart Managers. As Mike Shelley, a plumber who was promoted to plumbing manager said, I have grown a lot. I am no longer brand new. This class helped me thicken my skin exponentially. I'm finally seeing the forest through the trees, at least a little. I am definitely more confident than I was seven months ago. You can experience this more. The next Leadership for Smart Manager class starts November 1st. Go to www.hvacchannel.tv or call us at 770-729-8000 to reserve your spot today. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I am talking with Stephen Dale, who is the Director of Training for Power Selling Pros. Stephen's been in the field. He's done what we're talking about and asking you to do. Um, so we're talking about technicians and they're having, not having to, wanting to make the most, the best, the most professional um, first impression. So Stephen, you know, before the before the break, we talked about okay, you can't smell like a Marlboro factory. You've got to be able to, you know, talk to the customer and be presentable so that the customer feels comfortable with you in her home. And right now, that generally means masks too. Now, a year from now, it might not, but right now, it actually does. So, yeah. all right. So the customer has invited me into her home. What's the first thing I should be doing? Well, one of the first things I do is, you know, as I'm entering in the home and I say, hey, let me get my floor savers on, just want to protect your floor. I go in, I introduce myself. I always thank them uh, just to reassure them. I say, hey, just want to say thank you for calling Awesome Heating and Air. Uh, I may give a little bit of an intro. May I, I may say, hey, just let, let you know I've been doing this X amount of years. Uh, you're going to be in great hands. It's just that I'm always kind of giving a little bit of my company story, you know, maybe about my company, maybe about myself, but it's really a time for me to just say, hey, thank you for choosing for choosing us. You made a great decision. And then I, I, I usually will either go into what I call clarifying my expectations or I may go, hey, do you mind taking me to the thermostat and we'll go through our list of questions, figure out what's going on. But a lot of times, once I'm in the home and I say, hey, how'd you hear about us or who referred you to us? And they say, oh, well, I, I read your reviews. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Did you get to check out some of those five star reviews? And they're like, yes. And then I simply say, well, you know, one of the reasons I love working at this company is, you know, we love giving a five star service. As a matter of fact, we love working with great clients like you. Uh, and I'm a five star tech. So if at any time you don't think I'm doing five-star service, 
Would you let me know? <laughs> now, maybe that's a little bit too much, but I, I want to have a more of a conversation. Now, here, don't get me wrong, Ruth, because I am not the guy that says you should enter in and try to build rapport. Like, hey, it looks like you must be a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. I see the flag outside. I believe you enter in as the service professional with the goal as leaving as the friend. Don't come in and try to friend me because my sales resistance goes really high. Come in as the professional. I called you out for a reason. I don't got time for chit chat. <laughs> I need you to get in here. At the same time, I think it's important to slow the call down. Thank them for calling us out there. Thank you for choosing us. Maybe a little bit about myself or the company. And then I just, again, um, you know, maybe I'm asking permission. Do you mind showing me where this is? Do you mind taking me where this is? Um, it's always, I see myself as a guest in the home. And I think to myself, how would I want someone to treat my 90 year old grandmother? And that's my attitude towards any customer I deal with. Great respect, understanding I'm there to serve them, uh, provide them with solutions, not selling anything. Yeah. And yeah, answer their questions. Mm, yes. Absolutely answer their questions. That that becomes really critical. And I also find that texts have a tendency to make assumptions. Oh. Do you know what's in your customer's wallet? I don't think so. I don't think so. Stop assuming like, oh, well, they can't afford this or, oh, this house? I'll just offer them this or, whoa, I don't know if they can really get this. Look, our job is a service professional is to be a professional. If you see something, you say something. Don't be afraid to have those conversations. It's our responsibility in this industry. If you see a concern, you need to have that conversation. It, it, you're the technician, right? You've got the years of experience. So you're, you're right. Judging that customer based off of where they live, what you think they can or can't afford, um, I, I just say this, you don't know what's in your customer's wallet. We do know our responsibility, which is to be the professional in this industry. So, yeah. And I also think a lot of times it's the tech in their head thinking, I can't afford this, so there's no way that this customer can. Well, uh, of, of course a tech wouldn't uh, afford it because they would never pay that amount of money. Why? Yeah, because can I can fix it and yeah. I got the parts. I know what the parts cost. You know, I, I tell an HVAC tech, I said, if you got home today and your water heater was not working, would you go online and find a plumber? No. Or would you get your tool bag out and try to fix it? And yeah. they always tell me, I'd fix it. Okay. You're a mechanic. That's what you do. That's not what your homeowner necessarily is, right? Yeah. They're, they're paying the thing that I think, and tell me if I'm wrong is that we have to get across to the tech. It's not just fixing it. It's the years of experience to know what is wrong, number one. Number two, how to fix it. And number three, to actually fix it. And yeah. then look at the system and make sure it is fixed. Yeah, that it's done correctly. The parts we use are field tested. They're backed by our company. So it's done right the first time, installed by me, a professional. Uh, it's not the capacitor that's the solution. It's you, your knowledge, the years of experience, and the fact that you're going to warranty it, stand behind it. 
It's that peace of mind that you're selling. It's not a part. So yeah, stop being the parts changer. Yeah, right. I agree. Totally. You and I, you and I can have this conversation for <laughs> decades. And you know, the thing is that we've got to get it into the text heads or the owners get into the text heads yeah. is that they are the professionals out there. It's not the capacitor. Mm. It's their ability mm. to know it's the capacitor, know what to Amen. do, do it right the first time. Mm. Yeah. Preach it, girlfriend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Let's assume, you know, the tech asks all the right questions and everything along those lines. And then it's time to come for payment. How do we deal with that? So uh, I'm a big fan of always providing options, you know, options and then asking the homeowner, you know, how would you like us to proceed or what option would you like to choose? I always like it to believe, be the homeowner's decision to choose for that option. Um, and, and, and by all means, financing is your best friend. And I know a lot of companies will use financing for replacements, but for repairs, you would be surprised. Someone may go ahead and take that IAQ product because you offer them some financing to help them along. Hmm. Um, but yeah, to me, you should always ask for the sale. You know, when would you like us to take care of this? Which option do you like? Uh, we accept all major credit cards. How would you like to take care? You know, you've got to be asking. Um, if you don't ask again, you're not going to get. So, but to me, financing is one of the greatest things, especially when you bundle repair items or add an IAQ. Homeowners are much easier to say yes when it's a low monthly payment as opposed to a big ticket item. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so summary. We've had two episodes together. Final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. You never get a second chance to make that first impression. It, it's about the feeling. And are you showing up as the service professional, delivering at such a level of experience that the customer says, wow, that was different. This is absolutely amazing. Uh, did you make it easy for them? Or are you just being the technician? And the way I like to say it is, look, you can either be a Chick-fil-A or you can be a McDonald's. They both have the same end product, a chicken sandwich, but one of them delivers it with pleasure. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Absolutely. Stephen Dale. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us. www.powersellingpros.com for more info about what Power Selling Pros can do for you. Appreciate your time. Thank you all so much, everyone. Stay safe, stay well, and continue listening to The Contractor Sense. And thank you for joining us. Choose one thing you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.